0: Benjamin Mays and I'm Will Workman and this is Caffeinated Country, your wake-up call to country music conversations.
1: Country, This morning we are talking about Hank Williams and what he means for country music and uh, also just talk about if he's worth the hype. He gets a lot of attention and um, you know he was in the music game for such a short time so is he uh, is he worth the hype? Ben how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: Doing good, man. So, when did you uh, first become a fan of country music? Like when you first of, of Hank music, excuse me. Like when you first got into country music, or was it kind of later on when you started to appreciate Hank's music?
0: Yeah, well, I would say that that I became a fan of Hank Williams. I think the way that a lot of people probably became a fan of Hank Williams in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like either you were just handed down that music from your grandparents or your parents, or you heard of Hank Williams because he's brought up in the lyrics of country music. Yeah. Um, you know, people Wrong. will always talk about Hank, right? Yeah. And, it's gotten to the point where it's, it's hard to differentiate. Are they talking about Hank Williams or Hank Williams jr? Because they're both at such legendary status. Um, But, you know, I would say that's, that's, I don't remember for sure, but I would say that that's most likely where I heard of Hank Williams Mm -hmm. and probably started doing a deep dive. Um, Well, not too deep. I think he only has two albums and then, they've milked the they've milked it for 70 years since yeah (laughs) but yeah that that's definitely where I discovered Hank Williams and and began to um you know do do my dive and and start start to you know listen to the music
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah
0: for me I always um when I talk about
1: my appreciation for bluegrass and kind of how I got into bluegrass. Um, I didn't start with like Ralph Stanley or Bill Monroe or anything like that. I actually have always kind of liked the instrumentation of bluegrass, but what I struggled with was the kind of high pitched, twangy bluegrass voices. And um, so I think with country music, I did, I remember like, hearing some Hank songs and not really liking them when I first got into country music. And I think it was just for that reason, because I wasn't a big fan of the, you know, twangy voice of the, he he almost has like a a really bluegrass, you know, yodely voice. Um, But yeah, I would say it was, it was well after I got into country music and uh, probably the same way, that you know, kind of heard the hype of, of him talked about in other songs. Um, so I'd probably been listening to country music for five or six years before I really started to appreciate Hank. And, um, and I think some of that was when I started getting into songwriting and really appreciating lyrics too. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, <clears throat> what draws you to Hank's music or what do you, uh, what do you think is the most, uh, you know, the most uh, drawing thing about it, the most intriguing thing about it, I guess. Well,
0: I think that it's impossible to talk about Hank Williams without the just aura of the legend status that's been bestowed upon him. Right. And I think that mainly has to do with his untimely death. Right. It's like he came into the came onto the scene and. Um, he released an album and then I think two years later released another and then died. Right. Like, right. So right out of the gate, he he was a a huge name. Um, I think don't quote me on any of this, but I believe he had 11 number one singles off of just two albums. Right. Um, so, you know, huge name, everybody was in love with his music and then, you know, vanished. Right. Um, So, I feel like if that had not happened, then the legend status wouldn't be bestowed. And I feel, I'm just going to be honest, I feel like I wouldn't care as much either, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like he would kind of fall into the category of like Webb Pierce, where, you know, like I know his music, I've listened to it, but, you know, it's just old country music, right? Right, right. Um, But... So there's definitely an element of the story that draws me. And I think a lot of people in. Right. Um, but I will say what I like the most about Hank Williams music is just the the music, right. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of steel guitar, almost to the point where some of his songs start to sound maybe Hawaiian or like Island esque. Right. Um, and you know, of course I like the use of the fiddle. Um, you know, he I think he is a good songwriter because it's music from the fifties that you can still listen to today and it's still relevant. Right. But a lot of them are very simple themes, you know, like mm. religion or love or heartbreak. Those are right. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple other ones sprinkled in there, but those those are mainly the the themes and what he sings about. Right. And Well, I guess you could say that's mainly what country music sings about today, too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just the timelessness and the story, I would say draw me in the most and then follow that up with the instrumentation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, when
0: talking about
1: kind of the legend of Hank, it's hard to, you know, when you try to ask theoretical questions like, oh, but, you know, if he hadn't have have died so early would he still be that popular or would he still um you know be that much of a legend And you think about uh like Johnny Cash for instance Johnny Cash is you know such a legend in country music and if you think about if Johnny Cash only would have come out with his first two albums and then passed away would Johnny Cash still be a legend like he's good his first two albums were pretty good but Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is a legend because you know he started off with such a different sound and was um, influential country music in the '50s. But then he's also had 50 years of good music, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's it's easy to say, well, you know, what would you know? Would he be this famous? Would would Hank be this famous if he continued making music instead of? Uh, passing away so young and it's like well his music was good so he would have continued to come out with good music (laughs) so probably so um but yeah I, i do think that especially in the younger generations there is kind of a um a big appreciation for hank that i'm not sure is authentic um You know, like you said, people hear his name, they hear about him in songs, and maybe they'll listen to a song or two. Um, But I would say that the majority of people our age and younger and probably even a little bit older than us are not um, sitting down and listening to a full Hank Williams album or, you know, going through and putting Hank Williams songs on shuffle and listening to a bunch of them in one sitting. Um, Just because his music is so different and honestly, so outdated. Um, but I, I think that there is definitely, there. It's definitely worth uh, um, listening to, and and worth giving a chance on its own without kind of the the, um. You know the mindset of him being a legend and him being so famous and and being so hyped up. I think that. Uh, if you're able to kind of put that aside and listen to his music uh, on its own, um, then I do think it's really good and especially thinking about when it was made. Um, his melodies are really simple. Uh, but if you look at um, like music from the you look at like rock and roll music from the 1950s, it's uh, it's pretty similar, like you look at Elvis Elvis's music. Elvis had, like, three melodies that he did over and over. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of one of those things where during that time, uh, that, was, that was the way music was. It was a little bit more simple. Um, but, yeah, especially as far as lyrics, you know, the emotion behind the songs and um, just his general style. Uh, he was so influential then. And he just, he had that kind of yodel that um it seemed to be i don't want to say popular but somewhat common in the early 1900s you know the 30s and 40s and um you know you had you had people that yodeled even through the 50s and that was kind of a, a part of of country music and bluegrass music and uh then you don't really have that much more after hank um But uh, yeah, I mean, I I absolutely love his sound. And I think on his own, um, if you can if you can separate kind of the hype and the legend and just listen to his music, it's really, really good. Uh, But I do think a lot of people uh, in country music appreciate who he was and what he did for country music, but um, are not huge fans of his music in a standalone way.
0: Right. And, and you talk about, you know, people referencing Hank Williams just because they've heard him in songs mm-hmm. and, they're you know, probably not people who listen to his music regularly. Um, and I do think that there's an element of people trying to prove their country cred. Right. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to be the guy who just listens to Dan and Shay. Right. Right. So people are like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And they'll throw out names, right? Hank Williams. It's always
1: Johnny Cash, too. Yeah, Johnny Cash,
0: <laughs> um, Dolly Parton, George Strait, right? Right. Um, so people will throw out these names to, to prove, oh, yeah, I know country music. And I think those are big enough names that everybody at least knows, you know, two or three songs. Right. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with just being a casual fan, you know, knowing the hits. Right. But, um, with Hank Williams, it, it's almost like you don't even need to know any songs. You just need to know the name
1: because right. the
0: name is so historical to country music. Um, and, you know, you're talking about how, um, you know, it's simple melodies and you used the word outdated, which I think was, was ironic because just a minute before I had said timeless, um, <laughs> And I definitely do think that there is excuse me, I'm I'm trying to recover from a lost voice. That's why we didn't record <laughs> last week. Um, but I do think that there's an element of outdatedness, right? Like in one of mm-hmm. my favorite songs, he says, You be Daphne and I'll be Dilly. Doesn't matter if we're silly, right? Like
1: <laughs> or or the the part where he says, uh I'm trying to think of what song it is where it says, um, they've got soda pop and the dancing's free. And he says, I've got a hot rod Ford and a $2 bill.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's Hey, good looking. I believe. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah. Yeah. So there is the outdated nature, but I think the recordings are quality, right? Like Mm -hmm. they don't sound all, maybe they did and they just be been remastered and I'm not aware of it, Mm -hmm. but we, you can at least access quality recordings. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, like I was talking about, the themes are timeless. You know, love, heartbreak, religion, right? Uh, you know, like uh, going down to the honky tonk, those kind of things, right? Right. Um, but one thing that I think is kind of, kind of silly, you know, go back to that word, but <laughs> I think is actually very helpful. You remember a couple years back, there was that viral video, of that kid Mason Ramsey singing Hank Williams in a Walmart. Yeah. I During that time, I read an article about how Hank Williams' streaming numbers had gone up like 200% the same week that that video went viral, right? Jeez, that's crazy. So, like, I think the problem is people just aren't exposed to music like that anymore. Right. And, yeah, I, you know, you have to understand it's a product of the era, mm-hmm. but... Like, there's obviously a market for it. Right. But Music Row doesn't think that there's a market for just simple folk music anymore. Right. And so it's not made. But if you expose people to it, even if it is just through a silly meme, they will seek it out and listen to it.
1: Right. So, yeah. That's so true. Did you watch uh, American Idol this year?
0: I. I'm gonna be honest. I keep up with it on Instagram. They got okay. those little little videos that pop up.
1: Yeah. So you you probably watched some clips of Alex Miller.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So I would I would probably say the same thing. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people did this, but after watching uh, Alex Miller's like first and second performance, I mean, even on the songs that he wrote, I mean, he's honestly, I think that he could be a phenomenal artist. Um, he didn't make it that far in the competition, but I just, I think that he is just old school country and I think that he has incredible talent. Uh, but anyway, he sounds so much like Hank and even in the songs that he wrote, it just, it just sounds like it was written 60, 70 years ago. And so listening to him sing, I distinctly remember that week, like listening to him and thinking, man, he's so good. He sounds like Hank. And what did I do? I listened to Hank a a bunch that week (laughs) because I was thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I haven't listened to Hank Williams in a long time. Um, So I think that, you know, when you talk about Hank's music being timeless, um, I would agree with you in that as far as it's it's still good uh, no matter what. Um, And a lot of it is still relevant. Are there cultural things are outdated. Sure. Um, But as far as the style, the style of country music and the style of the the style of Hank Williams is nothing like the style of modern country music. Like any artist that did a Hank Williams song and just, just kept the melody the same uh, you would listen to it and you would think like, Oh, that's an old song. Like that's a Hank Williams song. Like that's a 1950s country song. Um, just because it sounds nothing like modern country music. And I think it's just because times have changed. And, you know, we talked about the other day, Hank Williams, you know, when he recorded, it was a live band. And, you know, you, you all sat down, you all played together, and that's how you did it. There was no going back over the track and, you know, singing backup for yourself or, you know, playing two or three guitar parts or anything like that. It was just a much more simple time um and so i think that there is kind of the the style that hank had and the style of the time that uh is very different from today but i think is can still very much be appreciated Mm -hmm.
0: and i think another thing that's keeping hank williams alive besides just name dropping is um you know just people covered his songs i think a lot of people probably discovered him that way too mm-hmm. um, i remember i was at the opry uh on vacation in like middle school and um you know somebody was up there singing a song and i thought oh this is a george strait song and yeah. it wasn't year you know it was years later when i found out that it was actually a hank williams song that george strait had just covered on one of his albums
1: what song was it
0: um, I I want to say it was "Love Sick Blues." Okay, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, uh, that's a really
1: sure. yodely one. I love that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that is a good one. Um, but so so I think that you know older older fans of country music and the institutions also play a role in keeping his music alive, right? Um, because you know it's impressive that it's lasted seventy years. Right. Um, and, and, and especially for there to be such a short time span of him actually releasing music. Right. Well, I think
1: that you have um, people that became Hank Williams Jr. fans and through that kind of became Hank fans because Hank Jr. is so, he talks about his dad and sings about his dad so much and then even, you know, did the, the album and a, and a few songs with his dad where he, you know, recorded and he sang a verse and his dad sang a verse and they kind of sang together, which is just a really cool thing. Um, but then you also have um, Hank Williams III now, who sounds so much like Hank. Um, and then he's recorded some with Hank Jr. and then the, the you know, pre-recorded um, Hank Sr., and um so i think that you even have people that have maybe found hank williams the 3rd even though he's not huge as an artist like people know who he is um people have found him and maybe kind of got back into hank williams through that as well
0: mhm um so before we tackle the main question here of do we think he's worth the the you know the the hype yeah. Um, I did want to say that in 2010, Hank Williams won a Pulitzer Prize, you know, obviously given to him after, after death. But uh, in the award ceremony, Pulitzer uh, wrote that they were, you know, giving him the, the prize for his craftsmanship as a songwriter who expressed universal feelings with poignant simplicity. And played a pivotal role in transforming country music into a major musical and cultural force.
1: Wow. And that was what 50 years after he passed away. (laughs)
0: Right. And crazy. I think that's the best way of describing Hank Williams. Like that Mm. those couple sentences right there. Poignant simplicity, and yet made it into a cultural force. (laughs) Yeah. You know, brought country music to the forefront, made the Opry famous, made the format accessible to mainstream audiences, to the radio.
1: Right. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, he really did pave the way um, for country music right after him and modern country music. And um, I think just gave people an appreciation for that style of music. So, so let me uh, ask you this first, before we get to the, the big question, what are, give me like your top three Hank Williams songs, if you're going to recommend somebody check out Hank Williams, what would be your top three? Um,
0: well, you don't want to just say the big ones. Uh, That's true. So, I mean... The, the, my number one song would be I Saw the Light.
1: Mm, same here, man. I mean, <laughs> even
0: though that's one of his most famous ones, I think it's the most famous one for a reason, right? And it's the only way,
1: you know, if you're a worship leader, that's the only way you can get away with playing Hank Hunk, Williams in church, you know?
0: <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and then I'd say my second favorite is uh, Setting the Woods on Fire. Mm. That's, that's one I, mentioned a little bit earlier you know like i was saying um a little the the lyrics are a little silly at times but i also think the lyrics are very poetic at times right um you know saying that you're you're kind of like the kindling to my flame i like that right and then you know he's got so many good ones uh jambalaya and i'm so lonesome i could cry oh yeah um the love sick blues yeah you know, that that's a yeah. great song too hey good looking yeah. but I would say I'd probably put I'm so lonesome I could cry at number three
1: okay nice yeah awesome. I would I would probably say I saw the light and then um you're cheating heart I think mm-hmm. it's an incredibly written so- song and then um probably hey good looking <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic man.
0: It is. It is. I'm gonna be humming that little two dollar bill part all day. You know, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So, what do you think, man? Do you think you know, given everything we know about Hank, the, the legend, the the life that he lived, and you know all the references and even modern country music, and and his short lived time as an artist um, would you say that he is worth the hype
0: I think it's tough because I think if you're just listening to the music there are people who have made better music right right um, as as we've, talked about, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, as we've talked about before I'm a I'm a big fan of Bill Monroe right and I think that's you know just because my grandpa was a huge fan and I inherited that right but um you know there there i would say there's lots less people who know about bill monroe even though he is credited with starting bluegrass and you know that same time frame and the music sounds pretty similar you know Mm -hmm. the same type of vocals and the same type of instrumentation right Um, so, you know, out of jealousy for Bill Monroe, I would say you know, <clears throat> maybe Hank Williams is a little over glorified <clears throat> because in that time period, there's still great music that has fallen to the wayside. Right. But when you look at the big picture, right, when you do look at Hank Williams, cultural significance that he was able to acquire during the time, you know, not it wasn't like he was a nobody and then died and became a somebody right he was the biggest name in in the in the genre and then you know passed away uh, untimely there right so if you look at the whole picture if you also look at the legacy he left behind with you know all of his kids making music and you know i think the music even though it does have you know a little bit of the the era feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, I do think that it it holds up. Um so I'll say yes he's worth the hype. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Excuse me about my voice.
1: Don't get emotional, fan. That's <laughs> a-
0: <laughs> so I'll say he is worth the hype, but also know that you're getting into music from the 1950s.
1: Right. Right. Yeah that's a good way to put it. Um, I think that, like I said in the beginning, you have to listen to Hank's music kind of as a standalone uh, in order to really answer that question. So if you can separate the the legend and everything you've heard about Hank and all the references to Hank, if you can just separate that from the music, um, then I think that there are there are things about his music that's phenomenal and there are things about his music. That's just okay. Um, I think that he's very simplistic with melody and with instrumentation and everything, Um, you know, and and sometimes that's good. I think for, for things like um, uh, you're cheating hard. I think that's phenomenal, especially softer, slower songs. Uh, but then you also have, you know, like I Saw the Light, that's such a well-written song and has such a cool melody and instrumentation that, um, you know, David Crowder has uh, made it famous again as a as a worship song. Um, so uh, I do think that that, you know, that song in general says a lot to, you know, if you can have a, a worship artist or multiple worship artists, uh, you know, take a song from somebody who who is a country music star in the 1950s then that tells you that that was a good song <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure um
0: and to take a song from it from an artist in the 1950s who was a drunk and a drug yeah <laughs> it was a dramatic. yeah so um yeah i i think that
1: his style is from the 1950s so i think anybody that hates uh classic country or hates old music or you know anything like that and just likes modern country they're not going to like Hank they're really not um but those that can appreciate folks like Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and you know all those folks um I think if you appreciate them then you have to really appreciate the one that paved the way for them um and his music is really unique Um, so I think that he has a very unique style that you either love it or you don't Um, but I I think that as far as his songwriting and his style and his voice I think as an artist in general he is worth the hype now um, do I think that a big part of his hype hype has just come from the legend yeah and I I don't think that's necessarily authentic Um, but I, I do think if you look at him separately as an artist without, you know, thinking about what he meant for country music or, uh, you know, the legend that he was or anything like that. I, I think that he's still a phenomenal artist and uh, worth listening to. And, and definitely at the time um, was just so unique and so um, important in uh, bringing country music, like you said, to the mainstream and uh, so I think as a standalone artist, I, I think that he is worth the hype, uh, even with the short lived career that he had.
0: You bring up a good point where you said, if you like all of these artists that came after him, you have to be thankful for Hank Williams. Sure. Uh, I think, you know, he's 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 in a lot in the same boat as like the be- the Beatles. Mm hmm. Sorry, my voice is giving out. Um, He's a lot in the same boat as the Beatles, wherein uh, even if you don't like the Beatles music or even if you don't like Hank Williams music, you have to be thankful that they were the springboard for the music you like today.
1: Right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, opening up the, uh, you know, paving the way and and opening up that... um that little niche for country music folks to, to fit into. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, Ben, is there anything else you want to add?
0: Uh, I would say just bear with me as I recover my voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bear with old, you know, Ben growling over there. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. I, I think that we, um, we covered a lot of ground today, and um, you know, if you're if you have not really listened to all of Hank's stuff, definitely go sit down and, and just uh, you know sit down sit back and enjoy it, and and just kind of be transported back to that time period. Um, I think that, like I said, it's important to to take it as it is without wanting to love it because it's he's such a legend, um, but it's I think it's worth it just to listen to it him as an artist um so thank you guys for joining us um and uh we will
0: see you next week and uh, y'all come back now you're here